0: Here, recording in the corner, all right. Max Hunter, are you guys afraid of ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts?
1: Um, personally, uh, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of ghosts, but uh, I definitely think there's something out there. I don't know if it's a ghost, but it's something.
2: I also think there, the possibility, it would be crazy to not think that there's the possibility of something being out there. And I would say that, yes, I am afraid of ghosts. I try to like, for instance, like Ouija boards, oh, stay no. away from that stuff. Cause even if it's not like true, if ghosts aren't real, just the like feeling of being paranoid all the time that I disrespected, I tried to be very respectful.
0: That's how I feel about ghosts. I, I, I do believe in them. <laughs> um. Hola cómo estás? Witamy was tu naszego pierwszy odcinek nowy podcast. Je m'appelle Adrian. Wait wait, what did you just say?
1: I think I heard some Spanish, but lost me after cómo estás. I don't know what that was all about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just said hello, how are you? Welcome to our first episode of our new podcast. My name is Adrian, and I just said it in Spanish, Polish, and then finish it with a little bit of French.
2: Oh, okay, well. I'm just gonna keep it simple over here. Um, Hello everyone, my name's Hunter and I'm so excited to have everyone join us for our very first episode of Business Birds Backstage Podcast.
1: And my name is Max. We are going to have such a blast bringing on alumni and faculty onto the podcast to share some interesting stories you definitely have never heard of.
0: And it's way more than just business, it's the stuff that you don't see. It's backstage in quotation marks.
2: yeah uh adrian i think they got that without the explanation
1: <laughs> with halloween around the corner we couldn't have brought out a better guest for our first episode ever
0: and if you haven't had the chance to take a course with this professor then i actually recommend doing college all over again so you can
2: i agree business words please help us welcome dr alan cream Woo! Woo.
3: Uh, Dr. Krang, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? You already did that introduction, so I'm going to leave now before I destroy the expectation. <laughs> uh, I'm Alan Kring. I'm a, I'm a professor, a full-time professor in the uh, Department of Finance Insurance I also <laughs> <Human> <laughs> Management Development International. The, uh, we have a, a growing program of overseas influencers coming to the United States government mm-hmm. officials, and I teach them Western capitalist finance so they can become part of the reason that the world is destroyed, as of course. <laughs> but other than that, I'm also a professional artist and photographer, uh, and I'm not going to plug my my stuff here. Uh, you can't <laughs> afford it anyway. But uh, <laughs> I have a ghost hunting club. It's been inactive because it's very difficult to hunt ghosts on Zoom. That's just the reality <laughs> of it. I'm sorry. You know, doing... Uh, But in its heyday, and also before that, I was a ghost hunter um, uh, with a team for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that it would be, ghost hunting has become popular, a little too popular. And uh, I thought I would bring it to the campus here and uh, see if there were people who were interested in pursuing this. Now, the difference here in what I'm doing, as opposed to what you might see on TV, this is more for personal experiences. One thing that I would always tell people is if you ever actually have a genuine paranormal experience, it changes something inside you.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: That, That whole thing of what happens after death, well, you switch off and there's eternal void, but maybe not. And then when you see this, or you feel it, or you have that experience and you know, darn well, something something was not normal there well that alters you and that's what i wanted to do was give some kind of an experience to uh young people that wasn't hyped up we're not doing this to show off to the world we're not going to do this and pull stunts and visual effects so that we get higher ratings we're going to do this so that we can have a chance to experience life after life maybe and um That was what it was all about. And that was what it was when we were hunting. We didn't do YouTube videos in back in my time. We owned our skills, we chased down. Now, of course, back in my time, YouTube was called VowTube uh, in the Middle Ages. So, (laughs) I kill people. Uh, But the thing of it is that um, even when I was a ghost hunter and independent, uh, the whole point was we went in, we helped people who were having issues with some kind of paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. and uh, tried to see if there was something there. And if it was there, uh, seek some kind of resolution. We didn't do anything like, oh, well, go to the light. How the heck would I know where the light is? Right? I mean, <laughs> I've never even found it. You no. Know, uh, and we didn't, I didn't want, we never, were interested in having people who were psychics or sensitives and all that. You know, in other words, people who had had a little too much Addy. <laughs> and all, yeah, I didn't want that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah, so you're going to have to add that out some of this. <laughs> but uh, the thing of it is that we wanted, uh, in that time, let me give you an example. The lady said, "Well, I feel like there's just something that my kids are talking to. They, they." it's nothing awful, but they're just addressing someone
1: mm-hmm. that's
3: just not there. And there's a coordination to their perception of what it is. Okay, let's find out what that is. And you find out, yes, there is something there. It's not malevolent. It is, it, it doesn't want have any other place to go. What are you gonna do? Have your ghost go to a homeless shelter, leave a <laughs> paranormal uh, shelter uh, or something like that. So, and then we had one, a corporate executive, a young man had been hired by a very substantial company in this area. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was coming to work and he couldn't sleep. He was coming in groggy and upset. And he finally conceded to a few of his close friends because he was kind of a good old boy, Texas guy. He doesn't want to tell what was going on. He said, oh, Something was bothering me at night. Well, you know, we all eat pizza late and that. No, no, no. <laughs> Something is tugging at me and wanting to get my attention. I don't know what it is. And then there's something else maybe in there too. And so my team went there and we, we got more than a bargain for there. That was one of our most dramatic hits in that, in that time. And I'll tell you more about it in a minute if you want to hear. But then bring that to the ISU and to start my uh, ghost hunting club. Which I let the uh, young students decide the name of it, and what they called it, they call it the Paranormal Club. Of- yeah. <laughs> get it, Professor Z? Get it, Paranormal? <laughs> I'm in hell. Know, but we did have a, we did have a run. We went places, and part of it was just almost any good club is going to be more than just what you do. It's going to be a a, mm-hmm. a human. Friendship, kind of thing. You develop relationships, and when you're dealing in a world of paranormal, you you can't you you have some barriers that you have to let down, and that was one of the things that was important. When we're in an environment where there's possibly a paranormal presence, you say everything that's going on. Don't hold back. Don't be afraid. If you mm-hmm. feel funny, you feel nauseous, you feel heaviness, whatever it is, just say it. Don't, uh, it, it, maybe it's just you, but if you say it and others are suddenly getting it at the same time, yeah, we probably have some kind of a paranormal experience happening in the environment. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, you say, well, do you have pictures and evidence and all that? Well, some of it I do, but I do have one that is probably one of the better, um uh, visual captures ever, I ever did in my whole career as a hunter. And uh, that was a room here on campus in a building. We've been in rooms all over this place late one night, whether we were supposed to be there or not is another matter, (laughs) there's that. But we were slipping around in there. We were going from one of these big, like practice concert rooms, one to another. They were all dark and flat, you know, tripping over chairs. And then we walked into this one room. This one young woman who was one of the hunters had always, I don't like that word psychic or sensitive, but she did feel things. Mm -hmm. And she said, this is awful. And as soon as we all crowded in there, we all felt this, this heaviness. It was not like the other rooms. An oppressive feeling in the room. It was dark. We started prowling around and it was, just an unusual place and we got set up and we've done the evps and i'll show you some evp meters and things like that to to legitimize myself Uh, but uh and we had our uh infrared light running and the excuse me and the infrared uh little video recorder and i put the hunters all to one side because we felt like it might be on this one side of the room and i was in the path of the uh, infrared video. And I, I'm just standing there. Uh, I'm a professor here. I'd really like to talk to anyone if you'd like to talk to us. <laughs> I had no idea that it was in the video. And I've got, I'll show you a screen capture if you want. A presence and apparition came in and then faded out for about four seconds. Wow. Right beside me, half of the profile I'll let you look at it. I don't want to bias you about what you're seeing, (laughs) but I mean, if I'd known that was right there beside me, I would have Mm. scooby-dooed out of that room. (laughs) But yeah, it was right there. And and I don't think there's any way that could, because there's nothing before or after. And all my hunters were over here and none of them Mm have this hit
0: profile anyway. Would you like to see it now? Uh, We would love (laughs) to. Maybe the viewers can't see it, but we can verify for everybody else. Okay, can you uh, enable
3: screen sharing if
0: you want? I can let you see it. Absolutely. Let me just figure that out. Uh, Let me go ahead, make you, I'll make you a co-host and you should be able to screen share now.
3: Go ahead. Okay, here we go.
2: Getting nervous. Yeah, know, I'm getting to see excited. this. I'm like getting,
3: I'm like getting goosebumps already. here are all of the hunters. Look right there.
2: After my
3: brain. Yeah, s- oh, wow. My cats. Okay. <laughs> Hang on here. Ooh. Yeah, right there. Then- <laughs> oh Ooh, my!
2: Don't like that. Don't like. That's I just crazy. got it
3: Now that was an inset in the room. This was the exit here. And then the Mm -hmm. room backed out there. That's the infrared light from the the camera's infrared light. Mm -hmm. There she is. Do you see? And if okay. Do you you agree with me that it looks female? Yeah. Okay, do you notice about that hair, hairstyle? It's, it might not ring a bell with you, but, but Back in my youth, there was a style of hair called a shag.
0: Okay. And okay.
3: This looks for all the world like she has a shag hair, haircut. Now, you notice this is not a full-bodied operation, what we call a full body. It mm-hmm. was partial, faded in. This was the frame, if, frame in our digital age where it was at its strongest, and then it faded back out. And it was just gone. Yeah. And this is one of the things with paranormal experiences; it happens, and then it's gone, and then you're left with for the rest of your life saying, "WTF?" <laughs> uh, it's not like in movies where you've got two hours of some satanic demon ghost I'm going to eat your dog. <laughs> uh, it's nothing like that at all. It's just, right. well, there it is. So, what do I do with the rest of my life? Now that i found this out, maybe I should just (laughs) go back into a retirement home. Uh, That's what this is about, is that moment uh, that is when it happens that you find out that there's something more to life than life as we know it sometimes. Absolutely. Why do the ghosts go through? We've seen them, apparitions, shadows just go through a door. Well, what's that all about? Well, because that shadow is living in its time. And there wasn't a door there. Mm-hmm. Or why is that shadow up in the air? Well, that was where the level of the house was at the time that's, that was a person. See, in um, our culture, we see time as an era. Mm-hmm. And in other cultures, and as a matter of fact, even in quantum mechanics, there's a growing, uh, there's a different perspective time it's not an arrow time is a mansion it's a house and all these rooms in it are your life Mm -hmm. and you can look and from room to room some rooms you can go back into but you probably can't some because our corporeal existence is keeping us from going back to those rooms but in the totality of it your house is a mansion and these ghosts we're seeing this is their mansion and they're walking around in it and Wow. We're in another time. Sometimes we can see them. Sometimes they can see us. But it's not like I'm going to say, I want you to knock three times, clock, clock, clock. <laughs> they, might not do that. they might not even know you're there. They, mm-hmm. uh, In my time, we had, uh, they call them um, residual hauntings. We used to call them place memories. It's okay. part of a wall or a clock or a floor, something that is holding something. There was a time in Williams Hall, some years back with my hunters. We were walking down this hall way up in the upper areas. And I had a hunter in front with a uh, meter, uh, an uh, an EMF meter and a hunter in back. And we were walking down the hall. The one in front beeped. And then about two seconds later, the one in back beeped. Something had passed us going the other way. Had no idea. The I got it from that EVP session. I got a Class B, Class C, EM uh, EVP, an electronic voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And all I could make out was it just kept saying "I love you." It was like I love, you, I love, you, I love you. like a moment of passion up there, many, many years ago. Bad kid. Oh, wow. Bad kid. Oh. But it was really cool. It was held forever in that wall or in that somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And that passing was probably part of the haunting itself, the, the place memory, as it were. And you'll find right. that in a lot of houses, they have memories, you're not the only things that have memories. The, everything has a memory, the universe itself has a memory, Walks have memories, all, everything has it. We just like to think that we're the special ones. <laughs> and then a ghost comes along and says, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> give me a split second, let me see. Ah, look at this mess I've got. Okay, let me <laughs> yeah. These are old school uh, EMF meters, the, the ones before the electronic and digital stuff and all this. These were have been around for ages. And so you just, we just turn it on and you... Mm-hmm. Just walk around and it'll, it'll make noises if there's something in the room, and they last a lot longer. and You can drop them. I mean, heaven knows how many times we've dropped these meters, but. <laughs> um, show you something else here if I can find another one. Yeah, those are the. Now, I did break down the uh, the uh, distant electronic EMS meter, but we use basic equipment. Mm-hmm tell you a story here, I bore you a little more with a couple of <laughs> stories here. Um, one involving my ghost hunters, my ice ghost hunters. I, down in uh, the downtown of Bloomington, I had my artwork up for some years at a uh, gallery down there that finally went out of business. It was called Behind the Glass. And uh, the proprietor was sort of one of these socialites of the uh, Bloomington normal scene very outspoken, very bright woman, and she had a couple of kids. And of course, when I went in there, being the way I am, I, they were constantly vexing me and following me around and all this. And finally, they told me about the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Kids can fit, fib, but then sometimes they don't. And sometimes they just kind of embellish. But these were kids that they, it was at that point where they knew me well enough they could tell me something. Mm-hmm. and um i said ghosts she said like big scary ghosts and she said well no the one just stands there in, the, in that there was a main gallery and then there was a center center gallery and then i rather there was a front gallery center gallery and then there was all the storage rooms in the back she said, it stands right there it's little she said but there's another one here too where is it it's in the of what we made into the kitchen well i took my hunters down there and yes we used a ouija board and i've got one in my office if you want to go in there no I I do not and it's actually got a story behind it that ouija board was given to me by a woman whose mother had had it for many years and her mother tried to burn it which was a terrible mistake and uh, so it was vexing them. So I took it and I have it in my office. The planchette is separated from the board because I don't need that aggravation. Uh, but anyway, we took the Ouija board down there. We had candles. Now, why do you use candles? Or they, No, they're not for fragrance. Can you tell me why do you use
0: candles? <laughs> Uh, is it uh, to like provide a warming presence for the spirits
3: no it just makes everything creepy as hell (laughs) it's just the (laughs) (laughs) ambiance of it all it creates environment (laughs) actually what it does is when the candles move that's a very very faint ghost
0: oh okay that makes sense we had had
3: the candles and we were doing the uh the whole Ouija thing and can you tell us who you are and all this and for some reason, I got this impression I was not welcome at that table with that. <laughs> so I got back and left. And then the one young woman said, Is this can you talk to us now? And the planchette, they guided the E Z P Z. No way. Okay. Oh wow. But that would have been 30s, 20s, 1930s that was the the building was there at that time yeah so that was and it went on they said they felt like they were hearing more than the board was talking and of course that these are actually called talking boards there is another presence apparently it is her brother and she doesn't like him he's mean to her Mm -hmm. and that was about all there was to the session, but there was no doubt the candles just kept wafting and then they'd go still and then they'd waft again. And one of the things that was clear about it was the candles were going in order around, like someone was walking around the table. Yeah. That was, and that was one of those that, yeah, she didn't like a, a, a big man there, man kind of person there, but the girls were, you know, more the maternal sister kind of thing and that was, that worked for mm-hmm. so we went back down there uh, a while later and I have an old friend of mine Chuck uh, he's been doing these with me for a long time and we have some stories that we sometimes just mention and we will both shake our heads like Jay, that was bad we were but we went down there he was he wanted to go with us I said absolutely I felt a lot better with him there uh, just because he had the experience with the video and all that went down to the basement giant the basements are connected around through there back in the day they were speakeasies and so you had uh, a part of the underground railroad and so these had you know maybe some stories to tell so we went down there and it was dark i mean it was dark af and (laughs) i didn't want to light up too much but Mm -hmm. so we went over and our eyes adapted and they went over this long, far part, And they decided they were gonna sit down and try, try to do an EVP session. And uh, some point, I my eyes were adapting and there was, a, I can't remember who was beside me. Maybe it was Chuck. So we were standing over here watching them clear down there in a nice circle, trying to call the ghost. And we saw this black mass beginning to form
1: Mm -hmm.
3: really large and menacing. I can't tell you how I know that. It was just menacing. Mm -hmm. And it was building and it was growing toward them. And I I just said, get out now. Let's go. Come on. And they just immediately, I guess they kind of felt something was wrong. And they, they just took off ran uh, past me up the stairs. Chuck and I went last with the camera. And um we got upstairs and but you know how a, a nightmare is just absolutely scary as all get out until it's over and then you're laughing your ass off about what happened. <laughs> that was what we were. we were you know the relief of And then one of the girls said, um I left the recorder down there. Oh my gosh! Now these were two hundred dollar records, and oh God, I don't want to go back down There'll be another <laughs> some other time, you know, you know, with the rats down there play with her or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, I'll I'll make a foray down there, and I said, Chuck, shine the light down the stairs like this, and he uh, from the uh, video, and I'm prowling downstairs. There's a the recorder setting upright perfectly on the last step. Wow. Oh. Yep. I grabbed it and I left. And
1: was
3: <laughs> no more going down to the base. No, the recorder had been where they dropped, where they left it, where they had it setting when they were doing their, their talk. Mm-hmm. It should yeah. not have been on the stair sitting perfectly. It's a long recorder, so it had to have been placed that way. Wow. Okay. Last story. <laughs> now, this is the one about the good old Texas boy, Weldon. Okay. He um he had been going to work and he was not, he was obviously bleary-eyed. They were executives are paid, young executives, executives are paid very well. They're not paid to come in looking like they have not slept a wink in days. (laughs) So he confided to a couple of people, and those people knew about my work with Chuck and a few others. Mm -hmm. So they said. We go and have a look and see what's going on. Well, now this is was in, he was living in this, I, I don't know if you've seen them, down there in downtown Bloomington, there are these kind of like high rises. They're from the 1800s, later 1800s. And they remodeled them to be upscale apartments. You know, that look of the wooden floors, but the wall are uh. partially plastered and part of it's the brick showing through kind of a, a nouveau urban look studio apartment type of thing okay good go up there and uh weldon is there and uh chuck and i go in we do the uh uh, the emf scan you go around to see what if there are any natural hot spots where wiring is causing a fear box or just electromagnetic radiation we didn't do get much you know a few places where the wiring was probably a little bit old so it was bleeding through with B mm-hmm. so I set down the zoom I had two zoom recorders the one zoom recorder you, you might have seen them before I've got mine at the office actually they have the uh, two microphones that point opposite ways to catch the stereo sound in a, in a dynamic fashion set that on there was a couch then a uh, nice long end table on a uh, on a rug, on a, uh, an area rug. And I set the uh, zoom meter on that. Now, Chuck and I were sitting on the couch and Weldon was sitting out in the uh, little kitchenette on a bar stool. And we started talking. And the first thing we noticed was that there was a, this curtain that was a curtain. There was no window there, it was a decorative. There had been a window. Boarded over. The curtain just wafted. Nothing there. Okay, obviously you can have wind currents through uh, a radiator uh, or air vent and move, not anything there. Except that when we ran the recorder, you heard the stereo, clum, 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 And then the other one picks it up. Now, if you do the math, you can figure out how far away it was from us and how fast it was walking, heavy boots, it was probably no more than about eight feet from us in front of us that's walking through. We did not hear any of that. It was only on the record. Okay. That's speculative. Someone can say, well, there was something above you walking around or some, a very obese rat was walking. <laughs> <the other laughs> something like that. Okay, fine. Whatever. And so we go on to the next uh, thing. We're talking. And I kept trying to get photographs without scaring anything in that room Mm -hmm. kept trying to get photographs into that room his bedroom it was clear that the go there was going to be a paranormal activity there and it was going to be a little girl Weldon was a big brother after all these years maybe something like that okay um and we're not getting much success Now, I did make a mistake in this whole thing. Usually, I research a building before we go in. I hadn't researched this. Well, I found out just going downstairs, there's a giant plaque on the building. The building burned nearly to the ground in 1902. Killed many children. Wow. So I didn't research that. So I had no idea this was probably where the paranormal activity had begun. And I was about to say something. I fear there's a Catholic church nearby. Maybe I could say something in invocation in Latin, Spiritus Obscurum. And I said that. And before I could get another word of it out, all of the lights turned off in the place. No way. Just That's crazy. Black. It was a loud, the main breaker blew. Pulling, something was trying to pull enough electricity. To manifest, just it just the lights all went out in there, and of course Chuck's sitting over there. He's an older guy, you know, kind of a grayish beard, and he got quiet and he said, "Ooh, (laughs) that doesn't help one bit." No, not at all. And of course, Weldon, being a Texas boy, uh, we finally we got flashlights on, and here's Weldon. He'd gone into his room and he'd come back out, and he had a gun.
0: Oh no way. My goodness.
3: So, it's, it's You can't shoot it. You have to use <laughs> you can use, use iron. You can wave it and maybe and so he goes back in, he comes back out with a horseshoe. <laughs> I got it. I oh, god goddamn. I mean, you know, really? So we go walking around, we find finally find the circuit breaker, and sure enough, the main breaker, not any of the little breakers to turn on lights in different parts. The main breaker had pull. Boom. And so we snapped it back on. Everything was back to normal again. That was the end of the excitement for the night, except that Leldon was absolutely convinced that he was going to move back to another universe. <laughs> uh, and don't get me wrong. Texas has some of the most terrifying ghost stories. matter of fact, I tell ghost stories and some of my best ones. There's an awful, a true story that I've actually... I reenact the one who actually had the experience when I tell it. So Texas has got its paranormal activity and that guy found his paranormal activity up here in Illinois. But yeah, that was a good, that was, this is one where, what do, what do I do? What do I show you that the lights went out in a, in a room? Well, someone could obviously do that, go in there and turn them off. That's how they do it in a lot of the ghost hunting shows. The point that I'm making here is that again, documentation is always going to be suspicious there's no never going to be a time when this proves that ghosts are real no mm-hmm. have evidence and evidence can be doctored and made up all it does is it gives we who are actual ghost hunters that reason to keep doing it mm-hmm. because it, it, it's like the hotel california you can check out but you can never leave once <laughs> you have felt life after life, once you have seen these things, and yes, there are horrible things, elementals, demons, and if you want me to, you want me to get really creepy here? Would you like to have me get really creepy with you? Just
0: I believe yes maybe now. just just a little bit more for our listeners. I think uh, okay. one more story would
3: <laughs> work. There is a there is a war going on all the time between good and bad. In each of us, we have good and bad. Mm-hmm. We hope that when we pass on, the good is what goes with us, is what goes. But sometimes it's the bad. So there are malevolent spirits and there are kind spirits, lost spirits, loving spirits. Those all can be there. It's up to you. If you want to believe it, go ahead. If you don't, go away. Leave me alone. I've seen it. But there are also very things that aren't human in the world. Hey, there's evil that go, that transcends. And you can go places and you can feel it. I've been some places where there was just this unspeakable presence. And once in a while, you can make the mistake of actually inviting it to come through the veil. That's why we're going to play with Uh, Ouija boards don't. A Ouija board actually can cause something to happen. And I promise you that if you think that you have gotten a Ouija board to have your grandma Mabel talk to you, your grandma that you love so much, there's a good chance that that's something other than your grandma and it's setting you up so that you'll allow it through the veil. So you can take that for what it's worth. I am mm-hmm. a scientist. I've got more degrees and more knowledge than a lot of people. And but what are you going to do if the world is only logic and only math? What do you have left of what why is why do you live? And why would you live on after death unless there was something there for you to live for? Mm-hmm. for you know sure. Wow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it... yeah so if you're interested in joining i'm going to reconstitute it in the spring semester and mm-hmm. um i will look for people please don't come and say i'm a psychic uh you know <laughs> and, and there's some lady named madame the psychic line she's looking for assistance do that don't <laughs> uh, if you're actually interested in doing this it's an adventure for heaven's sakes and it's uh it's something to do on a uh saturday night or a friday night other than drink yourself into oblivion find some reason <laughs> that uh, uh, to go out and look for things that
0: no one else has seen that's my pitch
1: there you go
0: i, I am at a loss of words to be honest that is i mean the experience i'll definitely be reaching out i myself am very scared when it comes to paranormal activity but it's a once in a lifetime opportunity so i'll definitely be uh reaching out so i is it still going to be called paranormal
3: unfortunately (laughs) i see that as my cross to bear yes i that's what it's going to be called unfortunately uh i i mean it does okay Full disclosure: Yes, it is catchy, for heaven's sakes. Uh, and use um, <laughs> simple equipment. It's not a lot of learning, but what is the learning part is I do have to take some time for you to just sit quietly with me, and we try to become more aware of the senses that we have. The cold spot that's mm-hmm. going on. Many, many times, and I've had this happen, many people will describe something that feels like a very fine spider web coming across your face, or that the one, it was just terrible, the barn I was in, and I felt something, it was like a little hand tugging, just very gently tugging at my pant leg. Uh. Almost, you would not, you have to become sensitized to these things. You can't walk into this paranormal situations i am a lumberjack and i'm okay <laughs> you know, well, you, you're not macho man and you're not you know uh bat girl you're something that can bring stuff through you mm-hmm. and i'm going to finish this with one one little secret and it's unfortunately it has to be hunter Uh-oh. <laughs> i'm looking for a ghost she, her name in middle English would be Pancias Warta. She possessed a woman in the 1930s, a woman with no real education, just a typical uh, of the time. Uh, this woman played with a Ouija board with her friends and Pancias came to her, oh. her. And through that vessel, Patience wrote poetry that every expert who ever read it said, this is middle English. This is a master poet. A woman of this, uh, this 1930s character, she could never have done it. She doesn't have the education, uh-huh. she has no idea the subtleties and the nuances. She also wrote novels through this vessel as Paciants mm-hmm. did, she, uh, one of them was called uh, A Sad Tale, I believe it was. It told about Palestine around the turn to the Christian era.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: people who know the scholars said, this is a description that can't, could not possibly have come from anyone who did not spend a lifetime there or maybe study all of it. Yeah. Then, uh, this uh, this vessel, uh, eventually she became pregnant and her life moved on, and Pasion faded away. I want to find her again. I need a vessel. Hunter, that's <laughs> all you. Hunter, I think it's an offer you can't say no to.
2: I know that's okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, what else? yeah?
3: she is out there. And yes, there is, I've read this and I spent a long time studying old, middle and early modern English language and literature, the culture. Mm -hmm. There is no question that that woman who wrote that could not have written that. And that was written by someone who lived in that era. This Mm -hmm. is a spirit who has traveled, is a traveler through time. She would have been in Palestine. She would have been in medieval or early renaissance england she wrote something else that indicated that she had been in a much earlier era too
2: so this was in the
3: 19
2: 1930s 30s, and she stayed
3: with, using uh, that with, uh, vessel with this I, I i believe her name was edna edna parcel uh, i'm my memory isn't working right mm-hmm. now but this edna woman was not in any way, she had barely graduated high school. She was a very typical of that era housewife, a suburban housewife and had no knowledge or education to, that would possibly possible have done this. And this okay. presence possessed her, came through the veil and wrote all of this. And the literature is still out there. It's one of those, how could everyone not know about that? Well, there's a lot of things a lot of people don't know about that would just blow you away. There's a fascinating story of the doppelganger, the famous doppelganger of the 1830s in Latvia. I mean, that one's just like, how could anyone not know about that? But hardly anyone has ever heard of that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, that's that's your, your that's your calling. That's your mission, Hunter. <laughs> so, show whatever. To... Yeah what's
2: the what's the process? You know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we do a week session and we call her by name and it would help if you learned a how to pronounce some words in
2: middle yeah, gonna...
3: early modern english and just tell her that you're willing to come now of course the downside is that you might be possessed by a demon instead <laughs> yeah. and you know, So. The trade-off. Look, okay. yeah right. <laughs> Hunter, look, if they drag you down to hell, I'll come uh, and get you. I have meetings. Okay. These, so it might be a delay. But
2: okay. <laughs> I have full trust. You <laughs> well, might might okay. be possessed by a demon. Okay. It's just a little slight Uh. Yeah, trade-off there. Close, but
3: You've got to be careful because you have people who are the total real estate that and that's all foolish stuff. There ain't no ghosts. There. There's no mm-hmm. afterlife. There's no Well, fine, enjoy your very limited little sliver of light in the infinite veil of darkness. But there are other people who have seen things that just don't let them ever go back. And Mm -hmm. bad, as I tried to, as I said, it's not all good, it's not all an adventure, it's not all let's have fun with these ghosts and taunt them and all this. They're human mm-hmm. spirits. They're spirits, and sometimes you might taunt the wrong thing, and you are very sorry. So, there's good and bad out there, both in this world and in the next. Absolutely. I'll tell you you want to know a secret? Sure. We're the good guys, and we're losing. Oh. Well, we got to turn that around that's then. A, that's a little one scary. Day good one luck day at with that. You know, good luck <laughs> with that. But uh, and I'm uh, that's dead serious. I mean, there's mm-hmm. good and there's bad, and bad has always had the upper hand over good. Mm-hmm. And it's much worse now. And I think you can see it if you look carefully and open your mind to why what is happening is happening, why mm-hmm. people are the way they are. You'd see that something is
0: wrong. Have wow. I think you guys enough now? It, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well i know for time purposes and editing for steve um i think we definitely have all of the time we need uh dr Kring, thank you so much for being an amazing first guest i mean this was definitely an honor to be able to hear your stories and uh, i'll definitely be off for paranormal i might not have uh Might have to bring multiple pairs of underwear, but I'll be there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we usually have a change of clothes session. There was a great restaurant uh, in, in Normal. I can't, what was the, um, uh, the merry maids or merry mollies or something like that it was a few years back we'd always go though there it was open all night after our hunt then we had to go to denny's and of course that wasn't because <laughs> we talked about things there and there'd be drunks bikers and all manner of lost humanity there with us and we'd say yep yeah, we belong here uh, <laughs> right you people take care and i'm going to go and explain to my cats why i was talking to myself here <laughs> thank you
2: so much take thank
3: you dr craig
1: we gone it. Oh my God. I, I just learned like more in a 30 minute span about ghosts. And I've learned watching like uh ghost adventures for like hours on end over winter break, last winter break. Like that was, that was crazy.
2: I actually, I want to like go talk. I want to join that too. I think I'm actually so I'm like I said, in the beginning, I try to stay away from Ouija boards and that stuff, but I'm also <laughs> so like, intrigued by it it is so interesting I feel like I could have yeah kept just listening to him talk about that but now I'm a little scared that he's going to try to use me as a vessel yeah
1: (laughs) yeah, you do have a pretty interesting from Dr. Craig himself so So. he's like
2: oh I'm there, there's a slight chance you might be possessed by a demon instead he said he, he said no he big deal you though he 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 just,
1: get
0: just
2: <laughs> yeah yeah after a couple of meetings yes, yeah he might be able to have you. full faith if anyone could do it that it would be dr king <laughs>
0: so. i was gonna say five question thursday is gonna get a whole lot more interesting if uh play possessed. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah. coming absolutely. at you from
2: the underworld
0: yes absolutely
2: that would be something no i'm i'm definitely very interested in all that it's so deep too though that i feel like sometimes it gets like depressing when i think about that stuff too much like i said i try to stay away so i'm not paranoid i'll probably be up all night now thinking about this this <laughs> girl that's dr kring's gonna come use me as a vessel it's gonna have a ouija <laughs> board waiting for me
0: but uh i don't know about y'all but that was definitely a fun time uh but i think this is about where we we should probably start wrapping it up for our first podcast
1: yeah did steve want us to plug some like college business stuff
0: Yeah, so for our listeners today, if you would like the opportunity to get a shout out on our future episodes, feel free to email us at cobinfo at illinoisstate.edu.
2: And if you're not already following us, the COB, on all social media, like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at businessisu.
1: We're also on LinkedIn, so make sure you follow us at Illinois State. There's a little dash in between our College
0: Business. And this is a podcast started by Business Birds, meant for all Redbirds.
2: Peace out, everybody.